this makes me a bad resident of LA, but like I'm split on whether or not I want the Dodgers to win. On one hand, I want the Dodgers to win for like every person who thinks it's okay to attend a wedding or a funeral or a formal event and head to toe Dodgers gear. Those are the people that deserve to have the Dodgers win. <laughs> I, I, I feel for them. They deserve a world championship. Like they're on that Red Sox level where it's like I want. It's like I can die in peace if they win, kind of thing. Like just let me have this. And those people I respect. All the other fucking Dodgers fans that are just like horrible, horrible asshole people. They're all like Dodgers. I. I I want them to lose. Like I want them to somehow split the World Series where it's like they're checking IDs where it's like, oh, um, we see in this photo at a wedding you're wearing uh, full Dodgers gear. Yeah, your team won. Oh, we, we see you're in a wife beater and it has a Dodgers logo on it. Yeah, your team lost. <laughs> and we shot them. Yeah, I, I'm super split because on one hand I want like those awesome fans to get like to finally get that like faith justified, but I don't want to return to LA for all the asshole Dodger fans being happy because part of what makes them bearable is their misery. Because mm. you can look them in the eye and say, "What's it like having not won a World Series?" And they have no comeback for it. <laughs> uh, I just. I'm just also not looking forward to all the riots. Nope, that, that's the yeah. issue again. Like, Dodgers dude at a wedding, he'd be just overjoyed. He'd be like, I can go die now. And he'd die right there on the spot. All the other Dodger fans, yeah, we won. Let's go burn down Koreatown. Hello and welcome to Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 82. I am back from my crotch. No. Ex- <laughs> what? No. I I can't say I'm back from my no. crotch exhibit. Why not? No. <laughs> you know, Charlie, can I tell no. you something? Can I tell you something? No. I'm wearing them right now. I know you are. That's why I'm not letting you say it. They're so comfortable, Charlie. I want to publicly apologize to all the Crocs owners out there. When I belittled you before, before I knew the truth. On how comfortable these fucking shoes are. These clogs are fucking amazing. I really enjoy the fact I keep surrounding myself with courtesy of someone to people that are bigger white trash people than I am. <laughs> like, every time I start worrying that me and Jeff might be the most white trash people involved in SWS, you or Jim manages to do something that I go, man, we look cultured by comparison. <laughs> I'd also like to point out that, um,. They're not just regular Crocs. I know they're not. They're Batman Crocs. That makes it worse. Yep. Just so much worse. Fully colored Batman Crocs. Are they black with yellow or yellow with black? No, they're blue with yellow. They're the old school Batman. Oh, they're hipster Batman Crocs. Yep. Like the comic book Batman Crocs. Yep. Yeah, you know, those Crocs Batman was famous for wearing. Yep. So comfortable. Charlie. They have the ankle strap on the back, so your shoe doesn't slip out, and it breathes so well. I'm going to force feed you your goddamn shoes next time <laughs> I see you. <laughs> well, on that 
note, welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast episode 82, as I said earlier. Yeah. Uh, I am back. Uh, this is Maeve, my real name, of course, Alex. And then, of course, uh, Maeve Online is another handle I use and all that stuff. And I am joined by Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak. Or, I don't know your battle tag, which you said last week. Um, and unfortunately, we are short one person because just recently we can never see no line yeah. uh, perfectly together. I and actually so... don't know the real reason Jess not here this week. I just got mysterious text being all, nope, can't make the podcast, gotta work things. So. Oh. Well, Jeff is not here this week. Yeah. He is he is not with us today, but he is definitely out in the world, and I'm not going to say he's dead this he's time. He's here in spirit. Yes. Because he's dead. Oh, well, Charlie flat out said it then. Yeah, he's no longer with us. Any... Why would you say that, Alex? Why would you insinuate <laughs> Jeff died? What his the fuck is on... wrong with you? His spirit lives He texted me, and he told me that you can't no matter what happens... You can you're a ghost. Everyone knows that. Before he became no longer with us, he texted me and said, I want you to continue... With his last deathgasm, he texted you. He texted me, and he told me to make sure to keep all... All the podcast memes alive. We have memes. And I said, you know what? Yes, we do. We have a couple running gags. But we do? Yes. Yes, we do. Of course we do. Come on now. Did you not get the producer's notes that I sent out that don't exist? We're, this joke is dead. We should move on. <laughs> like Jeff. Oh No, no, no. Really, though, Jeff's fine. He's just He's got some work stuff going on, so he's not going to be with us today. But I am here, and I am back. Yeah, that he is. <laughs> so, yes, uh, yeah, I think we already did our intros. Uh, I guess, do you want me to start off with my week, then? Um, I will I've... go first, because uh, we typically try and time this so I can go first, or I can go have a chance to rest my voice before the news segment, but ah. I, I got right. a pretty short what I've been up to, because, I, I, again, I've been stupid busy. I... I been playing some video games, watching way too much Star Citizen video stuff, and I'm not playing enough video games. It's weird. I haven't found anything to sink my teeth into that I can't. Like, I, I want to play Wolfenstein so fucking badly, but I can't because I want to play it on my PC. And my PC mm. is in LA. And, like, you don't know how badly I'm like, I want to stab Nazis in the throat. For the love of fucking God, that's all I want from life right now. Please. Yeah, I yeah. know. But if you tuned in for the Mixler or caught the Hey What We Did on the Podcast last week video or check out the SWS Instagram or my Instagram for that matter, you may have noticed I went to a Guar show since last week. Um, I was hoping Jeff would hear so we could talk about that, but yeah, I... It was my second time seeing Guar. I we made special shirts that said that proclaimed they survived a Guar show. Um, the shirts started off white and now are kind of a bloody tie dye pattern of sorts. Uh, I saw that. Yes. And I had so many questions after that. So, like, so did ask you go on a questions. color run? Hmm. Did you go on a color run afterwards? Or you don't uh... know what Guar is, do you? I don't. So Guar is a what's referred to as a shock rock band, meaning. They kind of dress up in, I'm going to really kind of piss some people off by saying this, but kind of like foam mascot outfits of the damned, where it's like them in gladiator gear or like um, in Blothar's case, he's kind of a weird demonic Viking thing. And they mm -hmm. perform in these full outfits. They have characters they portray with personalities and backstories and real motivations. And 
each show is as much a show as it is a kind of narrative of sorts. Like, there is a story to the show. Like, for instance, um, a variety of people were decapitated and killed as part of the show, and uh, what, what Alex confused to be for a color run is that a lot of the Guar enemies are rigged that when they get killed, they shoot blood out into the pit. Oh, All of shit. that color came from it being projectiled out of a variety of characters Guar chose to kill. Or oh. just sprayed blood, or in the case of Belthar, shot blue stuff out of his udders at one point. I, it's, it's a thing. Huh. It's different. That actually sounds really fucking it's, cool. It's really fucking cool. Uh, uh, Guar, unlike a lot... Gore's obviously a metal band. I don't know lots of normal bands that are doing that. I, Gore made the list of, um, according to Times, of a hundred things you should do before you die is go see a Gore show. Like uh, when me and Jeff talked about metal, I talked about how like I've seen a Gore show and I've seen a Rammstein show. They are mm -hmm. equally comparable in the your life is more complete having seen them, but for totally different reasons. Like there's there's a beautiful kind of mayhem to a Rammstein show. There is a savage, kind of foolish nature to a Guar show. Like, for instance, we ripped Donald Trump in half as part of the Guar show, ah. and then literally bathed in his blood. Oh, well, we killed okay. some like mascot character at one point too. I, it's a Guar show. Stuff happens. Like, we we built the um, Sabatron on stage, and then he killed something, and that shot blood, and then he turned on us, and then Balfa. Uh, Blothar had to kill him, and we ripped his arms off again, and that shot blood everywhere. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> uh, but probably the funniest part of it was I I've been to a Guar show before, so I know roughly where to stand to get maximum blood. <laughs> Issue was I forgot how much taller I am than the average metalhead, so I managed uh. to put myself in a situation where at the opening song I just got shot right in the face with the opening salvo of blood, and I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Like, I, I'm like, oh, God, this is too much blood. No, it's not. This is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the first song, I literally sneezed blood on someone. Fake stage blood, of course, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Guar is a thing. Um, So much of a thing, I will be seeing them again November 22nd in L.A., because they're coming to town. And, like, if you've ever wondered what it's what me and my girlfriend's relationship is... She's kind of annoyed I saw Guar without her, because now I've seen Guar two times as many times as she has. Ah. But yes, uh, Guar is probably the biggest deal. Like on the opposite end of the spectrum, I spent a good couple days. There's a new Taylor Swift video out there that I only learned about because someone was trying to tell me how great it was. They managed to mimic Ghost in the Shell that much, and part of my brain was like. You are aware steampunk is a th not sorry cyberpunk is a thing, right? No, that movie invented it. Uh, uh, I have to uh, kill you now. Uh, uh, You've entered into one of my sacred kingdoms and shat upon my throne, and now you must die. <laughs> but yeah, everyone knows I cyberpunk was actually made by the Matrix. The Matrix is the worst cyberpunk thing ever, even. Like, it's not it's even... The, it's the best cyberpunk. It's not the best cyberpunk. Story. 
Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is, Charlie. No, You're just not. trying to fight it, dude. The Matrix is in so many ways, like, the least cyberpunk of things you could maybe confuse for cyberpunk. <laughs> it's an allegory, it's a metaphor, it's a variety of things, but, like, is it more cyberpunk than, in some ways, this Taylor Swift video was? Yes, but only barely. That's how not cyberpunk The Matrix is. I don't know. They seem pretty cyberpunk to me, and so... That's my only exposure to it, so I'm going to run with that. Uh, <laughs> CD Projekt Red will educate your ass when they finish that game. What are they working on? A game called Cyberpunk. Oh, it's just called Cyberpunk? For now, at least. It's ah. allegedly kind of Witcher levels of involved in a cyberpunk world. They've been very scarce with any information about it. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, no, Guar was the biggest thing I've done since last podcast. Uh, I keep poking at Nier. I, I contemplated buying Mario Odyssey. I may pick that up this weekend, but... I'm surprised you haven't. I, so, my travel plans kind of fucked with that. Like, initially, when I was busy... when I'm, Typically, whenever a game gets announced, I'm pretty sure I'm going to play. I just pre-order it off Amazon. And mm. when I found out I was going to be here when a bunch of these games came out, I went through and canceled a bunch of that stuff and never bothered to reorder them to have them shipped to my hotel. And as a result, I'm like, I should go buy that. Eh. Nah, it's... I'm curious about it at the same time. I'm... I'm having a very weird relationship with my Switch. I, oh, yeah, I remember. I was there for the first day. Well, no, it's... I. So I've been playing Stardew Valley on it. Like, and I think Stardew Valley is really good on it. And I will sit on the bed in my hotel room with it in handheld mode, like, ten feet from the dock, hooked up to the TV. Like, I fucking brought, brought my Pro Controller with me, knowing, like, hey, I'm gonna play Stardew Valley on this shit. I can play it on TV and stuff like that. Like, I have come to kind of believe I don't like this thing as a home console. Like, it's fine as a portable but that's got some real dumb design choices as a portable. Like, it's... The moment that thing drops into the dock, I start hating it a little bit. Mm. Just really weird. Hmm. Yeah, like, it, it... And mostly because it's, like, it's not a good home console. It's a fantastic portable, but as a home console, it's like, yeah, this thing has some real problems. Like, these controllers aren't great. These, like, the... Like, the number of games that feature fucking motion gimmicks for a console, it's like, fuck this. Oh, yeah. No, that gets tiring real fucking. Yeah. Yeah, I I will probably play Mario Odyssey between now and next week's podcast, but I don't know yet. Hopefully I will motivate myself to pick that up. I kind of want to get it for the plane ride back, actually. In theory, this is my second to last week of the time you're hearing this, I will be in my last week of time in New York, so... Yeah. Mm. It, can't talk to you much about this, because you're not as big a metalhead as Jeff is, but, like, Guar has reinvigorated my love for metal again. Like, every once in a while, I kind of get stagnant in finding new bands, and between them and Elwady getting out there being like, hey, um, we're totally working on the album you want, like, we're not doing another folk album, I've been like, fucking, yeah, let's find some new bands to listen to again. Because mm. Guar is good now. And Guar's never actually been good before. Like, their new CD, Blood of um, the Blood of Gods, is good. It's not the best, but it's the best they've ever been. 
And if Guar can be a good band, any band can be a good band. I don't know about that. No, that's how bad Guar normally is. Like, the oh, fact they're oh. now defendably good is like, no, anyone can be a good musician, apparently. Oh, okay. Oh, when you put it like that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's been it for me, though. What have you been up to? You've had quite a few weeks to do stuff in. Yeah, well, I mean, I was here the, not last week, but the week before that, I was here. No fair. So. Um, but, well, so I was out last week because uh, my girlfriend had never gone to Vegas, like, without having to supervise any kids kind of thing. And so with her birthday coming around, we had decided early on that we were going to go to Vegas for her birthday. So we uh, we went off uh, to Vegas, drove off on, uh, well, it was quite the adventure, first of all, because when we took off on Tuesday, uh, we got stranded on the freeway for a while because there were brush fire uh, things happening along the route. So they shut down the 15 for a while. So that was fun. Uh but we get there, you know, we decide to stay at the Circus Circus, which was nice. Uh, but then you realize how, like, janky it is and why the prices are what they are. Yeah. So, <laughs> we get there, and our TV doesn't work, and our sofa's missing a leg. Nice. So, yeah, just just hitting it out of the park right off the bat. I'm always a fan of when a sofa in a hotel's missing a leg, because it only raises the question of what the fuck happened to it. Right? Yeah, I was just kind of like, what's going on? What, what, what was the... Uh... Like, like, what shit was going down that someone's like, I gotta steal this hotel room leg? Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, why? Why steal the leg? Yeah. But, anyway, so it was broken. Uh, What's it called? So we called the room, you know, people to come look at it. They figured out why the TV wasn't working. Turns out somebody had moved some of the wiring in the back, so it didn't work. But they fixed that, and then they brought a new sofa. And... Interesting little tidbit. So, if you guys don't know, I, I, I do speak Spanish, even though I don't sound like I do. Um, I don't have an accent or anything, so it's actually very deceiving, especially for a lot of people that I work with. Legally, your name's Alejandro. That's all you have to say, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, like, the thing is, I don't have a, a Spanish accent. So people assume I don't know how to speak Spanish at all. So, especially at work. So when I do speak Spanish, it, it catches everyone off guard. At least if they don't know I speak Spanish. Sure. Anyway. So... Uh, yeah, I started talking to the guy in Spanish because I figured he was, like, kind of having a little bit of a rough time communicating, so I, 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 like, you can talk to me in Spanish, it's cool. And then, you know, we were chatting about, you know, what happened and all that, and then he, he tells me, like, oh, yeah, sorry, you know, this furniture's not that great, this is stuff that the bigger MGM hotels throw out, and they get set down here to get put in the rooms. I'm like, did you just admit that to me? Like, is that a thing you just told a customer here? Like... Uh, I mean, everyone suspects it, but, like, you don't flat out say that kind of thing, you know? So, that was interesting. Uh, needless to say, though, we did, uh, we did go around Vegas and drink and gamble and do all the Vegas things, which is fun, of course. Uh, I forgot we... to warn you about bed bugs and how to get a better hotel room because of that. Oh, we didn't have any bed bugs. We were fine. Uh, it's still worth checking. Ah. Oh, and they can often enough. give you an upgrade because of it. Oh. When I went, now when me and Jen went for um, Romstein, we got a better hotel room because we weren't sure if they were bed bugs or not, but we got like, yeah, it's definitely something, and fuck it, we'll move you up. Ah, nice. Yeah. And then the other uh, 
the other really crappy thing is, I don't know what it is, but I guess it's in MGM Hotels. They have these fucking timeshare people who accost you at every time you walk in the door about a welcome gift and some other shit. And so that got really annoying really fucking quick. So having to deal with that was not fun at all. Um, but yeah, so between all that stuff, granted we had some, you know, we had some of these situations. Everything else wasn't too bad, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, her and I had a great time. We got to go check out a couple. We, well, we went to go check out the Erotic Heritage Museum, which was really cool. Okay. And so highly recommend that. That was a lot of fun. You, you yeah. see a lot, of, a lot of really cool stuff about the uh, just, you know, sex and the uh, and media and all that other shit. So just a little interesting tidbit, though. We were on the, I guess, on the second floor of the exhibit, which is the top floor. And they, they talk about celebrity sex tapes and all that stuff. And they have some playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And there happens to be one for uh, Vince Neil. I guess he had a sex tape that came out. Sure. And it turns out later on we went to go eat at his restaurant. <laughs> so it was just kind of an interesting tidbit of like going to the restaurant and eating steak after we watched him have sex with a porn star. I saw that person bone down on some chick. Huh. Yeah, right? Now he's like, I'm, I'm, I guess I know why I'm in a restaurant. He got hungry, yeah. but yeah. Worked out no, it was, <laughs> yeah. But it was pretty fun. I mean, yeah. we got like we got free uh we got free buffet tickets for the breakfast stuff, so that was fun. Uh checked out, you know, again, gambling, drinking, all that stuff. But overall, we had a great time. Uh, How much money did you lose? I actually didn't gamble that much. I mainly focused on drinking. So $4,000, got it. No, no, god no. Um although cool little tidbit. So, you know Circus Circus has the uh the the little dome thing they have with all the amusement rides and yeah. everything like that. So at like six or five, they shut it down and they turn it into like the terror dome, which is like a horror theme thing. So That's they have a bunch of mazes. Halloween. Yeah, it's for Halloween. It's definitely for Halloween. Yeah. But they had a r- bunch of really cool mazes and stuff like that, which are kind of gnarly. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, overall, good time. Came back. Um, and then I dealt with some of the shittiest fucking customer service ever with Chevy. But... That's another story for another time. So, needless to say, I'm going to go. I'm. Oh, uh, the level of dissatisfaction with these guys is, is absolutely horrible. I had to, like. Did I ever tell you about this, by the way, at all? No, I don't think you've mentioned this at all. Ah, so. Uh, on, but the irony of this, I was on my way to do general maintenance on my car, and uh, I hit a pothole on the freeway. Okay. And it blew out my tire, and but to the point where it not only slashed the like rim, the tire up, but, fuck but actually the rim. fucked the rim up. So I got towed to a Chevy dealer nearby, and uh, you know, obviously they're like, "Well, you know, it's going to cost this much." This, so I'm like, "Okay, well that makes sense." And so the guy tells me, "Well, you know, I'll let you know if the rim's here tomorrow, or if we have to wait till Monday for them to ship it." I'm like, "Okay, well that's fair." Uh, day passes, never heard anything from him. So I'm like, "Okay," so then I call again. I, I, I gave him 24 hours. I Because I, I, he gave me like a number that you can text and call. Yeah. Kind of thing. So text and called, got nothing on a, on all of Friday before I left to Vegas. Because we were planning on taking my car. So, yeah, nothing. And so I waited an entire day after I, you know, texted the guy asking, you know, if it was going to be there or if they had it or not. So I called Saturday. I call, they transferred me to the service uh, department five times, because each time they tried to transfer me, it wouldn't pick up, and they would pick up again. 
the operator would. After the fifth one, I was just kind of like, look, I just want to talk to somebody and find out what's going on with my car. And they tried to transfer me, and it hung up. So and this is when you found out your car was stolen. So this is when I got really fucking mad. But, like, I don't, I don't get, like, mad, angry, yelling mad. I sure. get very methodical mad. So, uh, you know, I call back, and I'm just like, look, I just need to talk to somebody. The phone hung up on me. I was like, can you please get me somebody now? Like, I'm trying to be very, like... I don't want to be that guy who just goes off on a fucking tangent sure. on, the, on the phone with people, you know? So, to, you know, finally spoke to some other guy. He gave me an update, said he wouldn't be there until this point. I said, okay, well, can you let me know when it's going to be here kind of thing? And he's like, yeah, no problem. So uh, he said, yeah, you know, well, well, I'll let you know if it's here on Monday kind of thing. I'm like, okay, cool. Didn't hear anything on Monday. We leave Tuesday. So I start calling the guy or texting like, hey, just wondering if it's going to be ready for Monday after all. Nothing like consistently terrible communication. The only communication I ever got back from them at some point was on a Wednesday saying your car's ready. So no updates on anything else. So needless to say, I was pretty teed off. I decided not to like say anything right off the bat. I was just going to like leave. over. Well, I was going to talk to the service manager kind of thing, but like. The guy, the guy who was my quote unquote service manager, didn't even want to see me. Like I, he knew he fucked up, kind of. Yeah. Thing. You know, no apology, nothing from anybody. And then apparently they have a policy where they don't wash cars when they bring them in, so your car doesn't get washed. It's a courtesy thing. And I'm like, well, they can at least charge the car because it's a plug-in hybrid. You know, didn't even bother to charge my car as a hey, we're sorry, we're gonna do this. Literally, they literally went down the checklist of all the shit things they can do for my for customer service. No response. Didn't bother to fucking wash the car. And I mean, I, I get it. You Slash know, the tires, had sex in your back seat, left the condom there. Yeah, like just literally that checklist. And I'm like, you you couldn't even <laughs> plug in my car to charge. Like, leave it on overnight. Like, it'll be fine. You couldn't even fucking do that. <laughs> so, needless to say, I was fucking livid. Um, I didn't let him have it at that point in time because i'm like no i'm gonna i'm gonna put together my responses and be very like you know clear about it i'm not gonna go in there yelling because at that point i'm just a crazy customer so uh and so i've had a couple days to cool off and i was like all right well we'll you know i guess i'll, I'll call the service manager this week and do that lo and behold yesterday i get an email asking about how my customer service experience went over at the chevy dealer so i you know what it was it was like when the grinch grins and he's staring at the camera. That was my moment. On a scale of one to satisfied to ten, very satisfied. How were you? How how do you feel your service was? Um, yeah. Where's the part where they held me down and fucked my ass raw? Oh, literally. that's not on the form, sir. Yeah. Well, you should add it because this place literally fucks people in the ass. Yeah. So it was it was just a fucking terrible, terrible experience overall. <sighs> that sucks, man. Yeah, no, it was fucking shit, man. So, needless to say, I'm dealing with that. Um, but, overall, it, 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 everything else has been okay. You know, Maddie and I had a great time in Vegas, so I'm happy about that. And uh, now I'm back home and I'm playing Destiny 2 on uh, PC. So, I've been having fun doing How that. How is man. that? It is, you know, well, beside the memory leak error they have, where your, your frame rate drops to shit and then crashes the client... Everything else is swell. Did you get banned? 
No, I did not. It's worth mentioning scared. that Bungie came out last after last week's podcast. Not because of us, but just time-wise. was like, yeah, no, uh, we're looking into this. This maybe actually is a real problem. Yeah, so apparently people were thinking it was either... Uh, if you had a, your own custom like frame rate counter, like from the GeForce uh, Experience client or from Discord or whatever, yeah, it was counting it as something, and people were getting banned for it. So yeah, yep. But uh, it's been fun. I will say some some guns really do shine better. I suspect and, uh, I like auto rifles a lot more on PC than I do on um... auto rifle. Well, I like auto rifles a lot on PS4. Anyway, I don't like aiming them on PS4. Mm, I actually don't like. I like them a lot on PC. The submachine guns are surprisingly fun. Yeah, well, because on the, PC, you're no longer dealing with how consoles deal with them um, drift. Yeah. So we have that. Um, pulse rifles are also pretty fun. Yeah, they're I'm not a big fun, fan though. of the Scout. The Scout, they they kind of don't do it for me as much on uh, on PC. And then a couple other things. The sniper rifle on PC is actually a lot better than it is on a uh, on PS4. No, it's just is... easier than it is on PS4. Like that thing on that thing's really good on PS4. No one uses it though because they made it fucking hard. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying though. If it's good, but it's hard to use, it's not exactly good. No, the it's sword just hard, is easy it's to use. Hard to use. Yeah, the sword is easy to use, and you can still fuck shit up just fine. For the most part, the sword is almost a one-hit... Oh, well, the sword is a one-hit Some kill might in... say the sword is broken. Yeah, it definitely is in PvP, because it's a one-shot for mostly everybody. It's basically a one-shot, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, other than that, uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. I've already got my, my Guardian up to 20, and working my way up the, the gear grind on that as well, so I'm using the remainder of my Rockstar tokens to get uh, Ingrams for him on that, mm. so... Uh, and then I looked at my, all the rock stars I turned in tabs for, and I realized how depressing that was, because there's a lot of fucking entries in there. So. How many? Oh, God. Uh, if I was to look it up, let me see. Now you got me thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Alright, let's see. Did you drink all of the rock stars? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, that's so much worse than buying them and just dumping them out, dude. Well, not just that, but Mandy also gave me, like, one or two that she had. So. So she's trying to poison you. Got it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, oh. twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. Plus, I have three tabs that I haven't entered. Oh, that's so unbelievably sad. Twenty-six. And then I have one in the fridge right now. Oh, that is so fucking sad. <laughs> I got them on hopes it'd be something cool and promotional, and then I didn't get any more of them. You've been actively hunting them. Oh, that's... Yeah, yeah the three I haven't entered are also the ones for the hunter bonus. Yeah. Which are, you know, when you fill out the fourth one, the fourth one has to be a hunter one. Yeah. So. <sighs> but That's not I... great, man. But I'm only one, two, three, four, five away from completing all eight groups. I think I'm going to go for the gold, Charlie. What do you get if you complete all the groups? <laughs> Just Ingrams because the contest is over. <laughs> like, and kidney failure because yeah, Rockstar. That too. Yeah. But uh, uh, that. Power yeah. to you, I guess. Thanks. 
Chill. <laughs> so yeah, um, other than that, I mean, just with busy work stuff coming They've back. They've been too busy drinking Rockstar, but no yeah. less time to do anything else. Yeah. Been but, I mean, I'm alive. For now. <laughs> oh. oh, that's a lot of Rockstar. Like, and do you even like the stuff? It's all right. Some of the flavors are better than others. Which one's the best? I like the fruit punch one. Okay, that was the bearable one in my book. But yeah, that yeah. was the, the regular one is yeah. fucking rough. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's just to get you all updated on that. That's been my my adventure as of late. When you keel over dead, foaming at the mouth, I'm gonna stop the coroner and be like, he ingested almost he, he ingested almost thirty rock stars. Yeah. And they'll be like, I understand those. Close your eyes. No examination required because obviously your organs have liquefied. Yeah, I've, I've become mush on the inside. Yeah. So. I'll have to pour you into a bucket and bury that because you'll just dissolve into a high sugar fruit punch like liquid. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll rebottle you. I don't know which. Oh, it's going to be like a. What do you call it? That one soda in uh, Family Guy. S Not Family Guy. Slurm? Drama. Slurm, there you go. You're, you're going to become a giant worm more, um, uh, alien thing? Wait, and... no, I'm confused. No, sorry, I'm confused, confusing that with something else. I'm going to liquefy, and they're going to turn me into a beverage, so it's going to be very Soylent Green-like. Okay. Speaking of Soylent, really quick. I was at LA, uh, I was at TwitchCon, yeah, you can I totally uh, forgot to mention. Twitch and Soylent are pretty friendly right now. Yeah, they had Soylent reps giving out free, like, full bottles of Soylent at so, uh, TwitchCon. They're giving out the Soylent I find disturbing, which is the pre-made, in a bottle, available at 7-Eleven Soylent. That's the stuff I think shouldn't exist. Really? I think it's pretty good, actually. So, it is very good, but, like, the powder and the bars are insidious and are an active war on food, but they're not, like easily available you have to actively search them out the drinks are literally available at 7-eleven and they're flavored at, with like coffee or chocolate and shit like that so they're tricking you into turning your back on food by being oh it's just chocolate milk that's nutritious <laughs> i it's all, also in the soiling community there's it's weird like that typically is the gateway drug for most people and if they get serious, they often transition from that to the powder because I guess, like, there's only three flavors of the pre-made drink, and, like, one of those flavors is god-awful, apparently. Mm. Hmm. Like, in the Reddit groups, it's, it's constantly people being like, hey, I have a case of the nectar flavor, who wants to buy it, and people just laughing at them. Hmm. I think it's pretty good, personally. I, like, Soylent is fine. I, I, I'm I, looking forward when I get back to L.A. to getting back to drinking my Soylent in the morning. I've been eating real food for breakfast, and I, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I miss having patch notes of it applicable to food. 
<laughs> I'm actually, like, actually, Mandy and I have been very much considering going to Soylent for breakfast in the morning. I, I'm not sure I'd recommend it because, like, it's obviously for crazy people, but, like, if you're looking to replace breakfast with a milkshake-style thing, Soylent's mm -hmm. fine. Do the powder, though, because it's so, so much cheaper than the um, pre-made drinks, and so Soylent does never talk about the fact that, it's, like, it's starvation-level nutrition. Mm. Like, let's be blunt, me and you are both of uh, a men of a more portly ratio kind of thing. Yes. I, I don't think the bottle of Soylent pre-made will be enough food for you. You will adjust to it eventually, but, like, if you actually look up the calories and the nutritional value for it, it is not enough for people of our size. Like, it's intended for people's Jeff's size. Yeah, oh no, it's very much, uh, what is it? Um... Oh, what was it? It's like only like what 200, 400 calories? Like, I think it's like 400 because it's um, 1200 is the base minimum for a day, and that's what that gets you. Ah, like three meals of that gets you 12, uh, gets you quote the base minimum of calories, and that's 12, I think. Mm. Okay, yeah, like for reference, there's less calorie, there's more calories in a when in one bagel, I think, than multiple dosages of Soylent. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, if you want to borrow, I think I have an extra tub of that shit lying around my apartment if you want to take one of those and try it, actually. I forgot to I'm... postpone my shipment of it for the month I was out of town, so I'm going to have way too much of it. I may have to take you up on that, sir. But we're not here to, we're not here to shill about Soylent, which is for crazy people, and only the damned and the insane would go into turning their back on food. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, TwitchCon was fun also. Yeah. I, I figured I'd throw that out there. But there was some drama. Time. Was there? I didn't know. Uh, lots of the IRL streamers were getting into shit. Oh. Well, that's the fucking IRL streamers. For yeah. But, no. Um, I had no problem. I'm surprised people who were able to do that anyway just because of the fact that, like, it was fucking terrible to try to get on your phone inside the, uh, inside the actual con itself. Like, it was fucking horrible. I get the impression oh. if you're gonna be an IRL streamer, you pay for that premium cell phone plan. Yeah, or whatever fucking, yeah. uh... Or not have T-Mobile, because my T-Mobile was just dead. Well, yeah, like, remember, T-Mobile and Singular might merge. Like, that's, that's the most damning thing possible about T-Mobile. That they're no, technic... T-Mobile and Sprint might merge. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Sprint. Who'd I say? Singular, which has been gone for fucking ages. I think you'd rather merge to Singular still. <laughs> Singular was a real company, not like Sprint. Uh... <sighs> Ready for some news? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do some news. Do some news. There we go. I almost forgot for a second. I was going to say, like, you was going on about bits earlier. It's like, I'm like, is he going to do it? Like, <laughs> I'll he, do it. Did he forget? <laughs> All right. So first off on the news, um, it's kind of a weird, I don't know how to think about this one. So um, GameStop is introducing essentially a rental program where you pay $60 for six months of access to this. And you basically get to kind of, you're essentially buying a pre-owned game, 
But in that six months, you can bring back that pre-owned game and swap it for another pre-owned game as many times as you want, and at the end of six months, you just get to keep one of the games. I think that's fucking dumb. Well, so, you may not have been involved in this ever. Essentially, that's, like, that is the a kind of the old GameStop used game policy, which was, if you bought a used game, you had 20 days to return or exchange it, no questions asked. Uh-huh. So what people like me that couldn't afford lots of games would do was you would buy like the most expensive used game you could, play it, return it, and just keep swapping it into infinity. Mm. Just as long as you didn't go past twenty days, there was nothing they could do. Okay, so you could buy a super cheap game and then swap it, it or had, it... it had to be kind of equal value at the time. For now, okay. though, you pay sixty bucks, you get six months, and. You get to keep swapping the game, and at the end of six months, you get to keep one of the games. Mm. I've seen a lot of comments ranging from, like, eh, this is inevitable, to I really hope people like playing Call of Duty and Madden, because those are the main games that get turned in for kind of used games. Okay. Now, yeah. it's, it's an interesting idea. It seems... I'm not going to say a little desperate, because, well... It's absolutely kind of a desperate play on GameStop's part to get people into that goddamn store and back involved with that whole used game market they had going on for so long, as especially as, well, digital's taken off in nice ways. But I, it's weird, because like, this is Gamefly's thing, and I, I had a Gamefly subscription for a while. I stopped using it just because Gamefly was kind of slow in getting me games, like, if this was a thing, I'd say maybe like three years ago, I might have been down for this. But now that I'm kind of into getting all my games digitally, I this feels like too little too late almost. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, with stuff like also like Redbox also offering games. Yeah. Like, it, it's too little too late. It's it's them trying to catch up with um the, you know, the, the rest of the world. Yeah, well, it's... Instead, I'm trying to get some money out of, like, like, being on the road, I have bought more games digitally. Why? Because I'm on the road and I wanted to play a game. Like, I I'm, and like, I have shit internet here. I was going to deal with that shit internet to get the game even digitally, because I'm like, I don't feel like going to a Best Buy. Fuck it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm not planning on walking into a GameStop anytime soon, if I can help it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, sure, if somebody out there wants to do it, by all means, more power to you. But uh, I, I don't, I, I'm happy with my Amazon Prime, and uh, digital orders. So, yeah. Moving on from that to another thing, no one asked for. Razer, like we talked about this a couple months ago. Razer is now officially making a gaming phone. You know that hot market occupied at one point by. The N-Gage, that PlayStation PSP phone, and nothing else ever. Oh, yeah. I, it kind of looks like an iPhone, an Android device. It's got some real square corners. It's a big-ass phone. It looks like it might be roughly the same size as a Switch screen, almost. Which... The... The... Is it that big? It's based on these people's hands. Like, it's big. This is a big-ass phone. Maybe not quite that big. 
But so let's 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 read the specs off, if you will. Huh. Let's see. Specs that I see here. Well, first of all, it's running a newer Snapdragon, the 835, which is pretty fucking I don't solid. know much about phone processors, so... The Snapdragon, that's probably one of the newer ones, and I've heard good things about it so sure. far. Could be wrong, but, you know, it looks good. Um, 8 gigs of RAM, which is fucking crazy for a phone. Yeah. I thought that was pretty fucking gnarly. Uh, 64 gigabytes of storage inside, that makes sense. But then you but can the, microwave USB it up. You can microwave SD, SD up to sorry, 2 terabytes. Sense. Yeah. So that's fucking crazy. Almost as fun as much storage as a fucking phone, well, computer yeah. at this point. Uh the display, yeah, it's a 57 yeah, 5.7 inch screen. Not bad. It's almost like my Nexus 6P, I think, yeah. which is what I'm rocking now. Uh Gorilla Glass, of course. Um the cameras, I mean, the cameras sound good, but I have to see what the performance looks like. Yeah. Um it does have, you know, the front speakers, the amps, and because it doesn't have a headphone jack, it does require you to use an audio adapter, but the audio adapter is THX certified DAC, which is supposed to be pretty good, but again, you don't have you don't have the ability to charge and listen to your headphones at the same time kind of thing. So, if they do introduce something like wireless charging, that'd be pretty fucking gnarly, but I doubt that's going to have that. Yeah, I, I guess take a step back. Like, who the fuck is this for? So... They're making it for all these high-end games that are coming out, because you got, like, a Final Fantasy What high-end game is coming out on the phone? I'm telling you, there's going to be a, this crazy Final Fantasy game that's coming out based off of uh, the last, what, 15, I think is the latest one? Yeah. There's, like, a mobile version of that that's supposed to be coming out. They have Lineage 2 Mobile, which is out right now, which is pretty out there. There's a couple different games that are, like, really pushing limits on that. Like, they mentioned it on here. Uh, yeah, Lineage 2 Revolution is one of them. Uh, Tencent is coming out with a MOBA, apparently, on mobile. I guess that makes sense for China. Like, I... Admittedly, I typically think of things in U.S. market terms, but, like... Would you buy this? It's a $700 phone. I would have to see how it performs just normally itself. Yeah. I mean, it looks fucking good. I First of all, I love big phones. So for me, this is already... Oh, no, cool. I hate big phones. Oh, I fucking love big phones. Like, my, you've seen my phone. It's a big fucking phone. Yeah, I... It's in that category of phablet. Y yeah, I hate that category. No, I fucking love those phones. And so one of the things I like is that it does come preloaded with Nova Launcher, which is what I already use normally anyway. So I like that. My, my concern is going to be uh, how good are they going to be about updating this device? That's part of the reason I'm really sketchy about buying phones that aren't either Samsung or directly from Google, because updates are unreliable when you well, depend so on the carrier stuff. It is an Android phone. Like, let's not let's not glaze that. Razer's not making their own OS for this. This is oh no 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 on paper an Android phone. Still, um, you have the, so there's so in the mobile world you have this situation where um, certain phone carriers or companies. Even though, like, let's say the patch for October security fixes is out. Or something like that, correct? Sure. They'll put that out. But it has to go through the ringer with, uh, if you get your phone directly from, like, Verizon or T-Mobile, it has to go through their process to make sure that it meets their ROM requirements. On top of that, it does have to also go through the creator of the phone to make sure that it meets their requirements as well. 
So you've got essentially two middlemen before you can get the update directly from Google. So at that point, months pass between updates, which not necessarily a bad thing, but at the same time, if you're worried about like security updates like or security patches, because there are certain bugs that come out that can fuck your shit up on your phone, then it is a problem. Like, for example, part of the reason I went directly with a Nexus 6B, which is a Google phone, was that I get my updates the moment Google releases them for devices. Sure. Like, I don't have that buffer period. So that's my first concern, is how good is Razer going to be with their update period, as far as that goes, A. Um, I know it's going to be running Nougat, which is 7 point whatever it is, but Oreo's a new one that's running. It'll be ready to go soon for that, apparently. So, um, yeah. I like the fact that they're using Nova Launcher, which is like kind of a third-party UI for the phone, so to speak, when it comes to like launching apps in the home screen. Sure. Which I'm good with because a lot of the bloatware that comes with like the LG or the Samsung is a shit version of their version of the desktop. So I'm always changing that anyway. So again, like it looks good on paper. It looks really fucking cool. It's very sleek. My concern, like I said, is a is it going to be updated frequently? Yeah, I, the more I'm thinking about it too, like I, on one hand, seven hundred bucks is not pocket change. It feels like it should be more expensive at the same time too. No, not necessarily. My Nexus Six P was around seven hundred, eight hundred bucks when I got my phone. But see, I think as I bought mine up front, I didn't. Uh... Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying though. Like this thing's pushing some like top-of-the-line specs in the phone world, I think. I don't really understand phone tech that much, but, like, mm-hmm. it feels like they're, like, as much as I don't want to say it, like, this feels like it maybe should be the $1,000 phone. Well, they're also trying to start to get into the market. That's fair. That's my guess. Yeah. So, um, so it looks like it's going to support a lot of bands, which is, in terms of nice, because most, most, you know, antennas now for the phones are pretty good across the board, but yeah, I mean, it looks it doesn't sleek. Do I Verizon, really like the which way means it looks. I won't be getting one. It doesn't do Verizon at all. Um, Verizon has the special chip. It does not do Verizon. It's AT and T and T Mobile. T Mobile are the the exclusive ones, but they, if it does T Mobile, it should do. Well, no, you're right. well. T Mobile and Sprint use GSM. Yep. I'm oh, sorry. No, T Mobile and AT and T use GSM. CDMA is used by Sprint and Verizon. Um, no, Verizon's, uh, Verizon has something else that's special to only them. No, it's, it's CDM in terms of the, the, the band. I don't I mean, think they may Sprint use, like, their... has it then. I, it's, Verizon has something that makes them weird. Yeah, well, I mean, they have their own special LTE yeah. upgrades they do, but the, the core in terms of the encryption and everything else they use for the phone, for the signal is CDM. Or, sorry, sure. uh, GSM, sorry. I don't know phone. Or CDM. CDMA, one of those things, anyway. Uh, I'd have to double check and see if it actually supports the bands, but we'll see. Um, it is kind of cool. I have to say, I'm. I, it looks exciting. Am I gonna drop seven hundred bucks on this phone without knowing those other things? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, like, if I got this phone, I would be giving my Nexus Six P to Mandy because her phone has seen better days. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I I get that millions of people do the mobile gaming thing on phones. I am not one of those people, and like this phone would not change my perspective on that. It's like, oh, like, part of me very much feels I would be buying this not because I think it's good, but because I could. Like, it's like, yeah, I got a Razer phone. Edgy. Yeah. 
Chroma. Well, Chroma's next year. Yeah, this so one is not Chroma. Chroma. On this, what's the fucking <laughs> point then? Like, if I can't pick exactly what shade of pink I want that logo on the back to glow, no deal. <laughs> Fair enough. I've come to expect a certain level of customization, Razor. I don't use anyway, but I love that's mm. a function. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's uh, uh, it's 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 it looks good. I I I I want to see where it's gonna go. The battery life or the battery size looks kind of fucking weak, but we'll see about that. Yeah, I got I, I got no clue on that one. Yeah, and the like a headphone jack always bothers me. So yeah, that that's something I. That's definitely a feature that, like, I don't want going away. I understand why people want it to go away, but as someone who's, like, phone, I, I don't want phones to get smaller. I don't want phones to get bigger. I think, like, that, that Samsung Galaxy size is a little bigger than maybe I want, but, like, it's the perfect size for a phone, and I just want them to make them better and stay in that size. Like, oh, we could make it thinner. No. So, so the issue is it's not necessarily that people want the headphone jack gone, a lot of fucking people, or a lot of, like, Apple, by the way, shout-outs to Apple for fucking the mobile industry up yet again. We're thinking you're revolutionizing the phone world by removing a fucking headphone jack. Well, they no, removed it so they could make the phone thinner. It didn't even make that much of a difference. But it made enough like, that they could say it was thinner. It, it was, the reason for it, though, was garbage. Yeah. Like, personally. Um... And the phone itself is already fucking thin as it is. Like, the difference that it made was not worth losing an entire fucking feature. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Like, getting, like, 0 .03 of a millimeter in difference, like, obviously I'm pulling that number out of my ass, but I think it's somewhere around that. Dude, just phone to make it people that much are thinner. phone people. Like, they're all into, like, yeah, it could be thinner. I want the size of paper. Like, maybe that's it. I want the jump to be from, like, what it currently is to I can roll it around my wrist and have a fo wrist phone kind of thing. Like, uh, I don't want anything in between. Uh, I, I think that's... Personally, I think it's dumb as shit to lose a feature like that. Oh, no, that's what and I'm then, saying. I want them to go, like... I don't want any new phones that are, quote, thinner until you can give me a phone that's, like, a bendable piece of plastic. I can, like, do a slapper thing on my wrist, and it transitions uh, instantly from, like, hand phone to smartwatch. Yeah. Like, I don't want anything in between those two points. Keep <laughs> the thickness they are now until you can do that, and then only make those for the rest of time. That's the only acceptable upgrade at this point. Yeah. Well, I don't. I think we're far away from that, so in the meantime, you have to stick to Yeah, for... no, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't, like, <laughs> make the phones better in every way except smaller until you can do the exact thing I want, which is some sci-fi shit. Yeah. Uh, but, um... Yeah, and then this one also doesn't have a headphone jack, like I mentioned, which is shit. Um, and also, thank you for Google for caving under, caving to not having a fucking headphone jack for your new phone. Uh, I guess since we're briefly talking phones, the Pixel 2 and and the XL Pixel 2 don't have headphone jacks. And it's very hypocritical of them, because they called out Apple last year saying, Oh, well, we have headphone jacks. <laughs> and this year they got rid of it. Fuck you, Google, you little fucking sheep. Anyway. Oh, people have short... have bad memories oh no no that's the thing though if you go to the android subreddit people were shitting on google for that's the that. subreddit that's the issue that's the 
come across this about Reddit communities. That's the intelligent ma- That's the intelligent scoop from the masses. Like, <laughs> I, I, Fair I, I, I love Reddit, but it's also like it's saying Reddit is a measure of anything useful. It can be, but for the most part, it's the it's the people that are angry enough they're gonna say something. Like, it doesn't account for the like nine times that number of people that are like, yeah, I'm not happy about that. Still gonna buy the next one? Oh, of course. I love this brand. Yeah, it's 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 it's, well, it's the more intelligent sheeple at that point. Like, and yeah, I yes, I, I, I technology people that are like yeah, fuck this graphics card. You bought four of them. Yeah, because they're the best one out there still. <laughs> you still bought four of them, you idiot. Like, the company doesn't care if you don't like the graphics card. They care you bought four of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I have, I, I refuse to upgrade the, the Pixel 2. Because they said some shit about, well, we want to make it you know waterproof, so that's why we didn't include the headphone jack. I'm like, well, the new Samsung Galaxy phones have a headphone jack. And they're higher waterproof rate than your phone is, so yeah. My old um, my old Sony phone was technically waterproof, and it had a bunch of jacks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So then pulling this stupid excuse is like, yeah, no, that's that you're, you're full of shit. So yep. don't don't try to justify it. We will fucking remember when you talk shit about Apple, and now I'm talking shit about you. So fuck you, yeah. Google, for caving into that shit. But anyway, enough about phones. Well, so speaking of uh, fake bullshit, I. Assassin's Creed Metacritic is getting flooded with tons of fake positive reviews. Hmm. I wonder why. Well, so, uh, full disclaimer, I I have not played the new Assassin's Creed. I have not played Origins yet. I have no intention of playing <coughs> Origins yet. Um, is it in the process of being buried under yet another set of maybe some of the biggest releases of the year? Yeah, is that some really fucking poor timing on someone's fault? Yeah, no, seriously, maybe we should have learned in February not to try and pit games against games that are obviously bigger deals, but I... Yeah, so apparently the Metacritic review for this, not that Metacritic matters at this point, really, it's just being flooded with 10 out of 10 reviews, very high-ranked reviews, etc., etc., that are just the hottest of garbage. Yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I don't trust Metacritic anyway, and so the fact that Assassin's Creed is pushing these out, it's kind of like, well, eh, mm, don't really care about Metacritic and what's going on with them. Although, it does raise some concerns as to who's putting up all these fake reviews. Yeah, and that's probably why I actually brought this up in the first place. It's It, it has a lot of reminiscence to kind of the bot stuff that was used in the FC, uh, FEC... Uh, FCC kind of write-in stuff like it's it's a bunch of stuff repeated over and over again and often like barely coherent kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah the very much generic thing that's been posted by generic name people oh, not even that just like it's like great it's like no capitalization no period giant run-on sentence you can kind of piece what they're saying but like obviously not written by a human mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah did you also see, by the way, on the very really quick topic of uh, the FCC today, there was an article put out that uh, a bunch of dead people are su- mysteriously are supporting the FCC's attack on network neutrality. Yep, <laughs> it's so, been going on for a while though, too. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, that's a whole other fucking topic. Yeah. Uh, we, we we can make a whole fucking podcast out of that whole thing. But... I, we're a gaming podcast. The net neutrality is good. That's the end of our stance. Yeah, that's that's where I'll go with it. Yeah, that's uh, a good way to put it. <laughs> speaking of not so neutral net stuff, um, there there is some batshit insane PUBG stuff going down. Um, as the resident PUBG player, have you been keeping abreast of this whole situation? I've kept up with a couple things. I know that um, they talked about that it might get banned in China. Is yes. I know that there's people complaining about the fact that they're putting out a new map and the vault feature, but they're still not optimizing the game to work better. So they got that stuff going on. On top of that, you have Tencent, the big developer in China, that maybe tried to get in on the action of PUBG. Apparently just straight making a ripoff of PUBG. <laughs> Really? Yeah, like they're, part of the whole maybe getting it banned thing is they're talking about releasing a very similar game, and PUBG's not such a big fan of that. Again, like, makes sense. And oh. then on top of that, you have the Chinese gold farmer issue going on in that game, too. Ooh. So at the top levels of that game, there are rampant cheating issues because... Well, the way the loot system in that game works is the more kills you get in a match and stuff like that, and the higher rank you are, the more kind of, what's it, gold or currency of some kind? Mm. You get towards getting items. Yeah, in PUBG, they have no real name for it. They just call them BP, which I guess yeah. is battle. Yeah, sorry, battle, BPS. That's, I was forgetting the name of it. But so yeah. apparently, like, aimbotting, movement mods, a, a, a variety of insane shit is just all over the place at the top of the game, and you have people, like, coming in, top of the score, like, 40 kills and stuff like that, because they're just aimbotting and a variety of other crazy shit, and it's a big problem. Uh, and well, it's, I know... it's very much got the Chinese gold farmer issue, where it's people then flooding the marketplace with stuff they buy. Well, I mean, that... It's gonna sound weird. Well, I'm not gonna sound weird at all. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, not like... at all. Yeah, like, if there's a game that you can manipulate the currency and make it as, like, a value you can sell it with, it's gonna fucking happen. Like, yes. So the fact that it's happening to PUBG does not surprise me at all, because they had a big issue with AFKers a while ago, which yep. is also a way they were farming the uh, the, the BP points, or the BP, or the battle points. B, the BP currency. Points is, yeah, the currency. So, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. The fact that they have all these bots and all that stuff... You know, it's going to happen. Any game that's yep. as widely as popular as PUBG has become is going to have that kind of attention. I mean, fuck, WoW got it, Diablo 3 got it, Star Wars The Old Republic had bots created for it and all that stuff. Like, it's going to happen. I will say, though, on Blue Hole's behalf, they have been dropping the fucking banhammer pretty often when they detect that stuff. So, yeah. um, I think that's pretty fucking cool. Like, that they're, like, they're good about, like, banning that stuff. But, I mean bots and a way to manipulate the currency and stuff, that doesn't surprise me in the least bit. So, yeah. that's just that's just the life of a game. Like, if you had a game like, I don't know, let's think, Destiny 2, where you could somehow get away with farming or find a way to actually trade and sell, like, bright ingrams or some of that shit, you'd find people to do that between players. Because I know you can't do it between players, right? You can't, tr you can't trade between players at all on Destiny, right? No, there's no there's no on um, player to player trades. That's what I thought. So, um what you will probably see though eventually is 
bots for aiming on Destiny 2 PC. I assume they're already there. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me uh, if that's not already in development. Not saying it, you know it's a good thing, but it wouldn't surprise me. Counter Strike had them. You know, most other games fucking have them. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, but Blizzard is. Well, I know it's not Blizzard's game, but like, they're that they've been notoriously good about shutting that shit down. But they do it till they like have a huge amount of people, and then just shit on everyone one day. So it's very much like a Valentine's Day massacre esque situation where everyone gets fucking mauled. So, but yeah, so bots, China manipulating gold stuff in games. Old news. Yep. But so speaking of PUBG, we um have the release date for the Xbox Early Access, which is December twelfth. There's also been some rumors out there that they are going to attempt to get a 1.0 version of the PC, at least out by the end of the year. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the people where things are complaining about. Is like, the optimization should be out, or they should have optimized the game more, because it still runs pretty shitty for some people, but they're already going to put out the Xbox Early Access. So. so the reality is, like, that the people that are working on the PC version are probably not the same people that are working on the Xbox version. Oh, I know, and, and 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 it's totally different teams. I totally understand that. From the outside looking in, though, people don't. The common player doesn't know that. So for them, they're just like, "Well, why the fuck are you focusing on this when you should be focusing on this kind of thing?" Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where kind of like it's a Microsoft is giving them a lot of money to bring that thing to the Xbox. So oh, part of yeah, yeah. So part of me wonders if this is a we can't afford to fix the game more without the sweet Xbox money. Don't know though. Yeah. No. Huh, moving on from that though, um, CCP, the guy, the folks behind Eve, have started to shut down their whole kind of VR development wing. Um, massive layoffs at the company. They kind of got out there and said, like, apparently they hold the record with like a half million sales of Eve Valkyrie at for the most successful VR game to date. And they mm. basically got out there and said, yeah, um. Until this makes financial success, uh, financial sense to us, we're not working in this space anymore. It was cool while it lasted, but like, it's there's just no money here for us. Mm. Not surprised by this at all. Kind of sucks because if indeed they were the biggest success with E Valkyrie, and they made some other thing too, a, a gun game I think or something like. If they are the biggest game, like, that game kind of reviewed kind of weird and had some problems, but if that is the biggest selling game, technically, in that market space, it's a little sad to see the guys that made it going. Yeah. That kind of sucks. I, yeah, like, but at the same time, though, too, like, there's been nothing healthy coming out of the VR space in a long time. Like, the most successful games are free to play there because that's mm. how you get a user base for them. When, like, Apparently, only like probably like a hundred, like, where only a half million people own a video game uh, platform, kind of thing, and that's potentially segmented across three different platforms. It's hard to build a user base. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Moving on from that, though. Um. Sony kind of came out of nowhere and did a big thing this week at Paris Games Week. Uh, I'd be remiss to not repeat the uh, conspiracy theory that with the Xbox One X launching soon 
and it quote being the most powerful console out there, it makes a lot of sense that Sony would get out there and go, look at all these fucking games we have when, let's be honest, Microsoft has no games still. Mm-hmm. This is a pretty expected move at this point, but the big news to come out of this event is um, Shadow of the Colossus is being re-released again, comes out February 6th next year. Spelunky 2 is a thing. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Never played one. So <laughs> People really like Spelunky 2. I, I'm not one of those people, but like a lot of people are fucking into that game, so I bet they're pretty excited to see new Spelunky. Yeah, well, I mean, good on them. I've heard good things about the game. It's not my cup of tea, I yeah. guess, but it's 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 cool. Yeah, you know, good for them. Yeah, in the same category, Loco Roco Two comes out December 9th. Um, coming to PS4. I, I liked Loco Roco. The fact that they're like it's coming in 4K makes me go, why? Why? Because that game's kind of cute, fun, low graphic-y stuff. Like it's like yeah, we're bringing Pac-Man to 4K. Why? What well, do we it's game? like Minecraft in 4K. Like, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so. But not nah, new Loco Roco. That's bad. Loco Roco's cute and charming. Um, We're getting Guacamelee 2. That I am excited about. I didn't yeah. even know about that until right now. So. Four-player co-op, it looks like, too. Really? Four-player, finally? Uh, they showed, I think, three people playing simultaneously, so I'm assuming it goes up to four. Ah. Yeah, probably the biggest news out of it all, though, was um, Sucker Punch's new game, which is called Ghost of Tsushima. I'm, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correct. It's some samurai game. Uh, it appears to also be a ninja game. It takes place in the 1200s, you know, way back when. Mm-hmm. And it's about when the Mongols invaded Japan. Uh, the, the trailer for it's real cool. It's got some nice atmosphere going on. I know when I was watching it, I'm looking at it going... Are they fucking making Onimusha again? But is that what that is? No, it's it's a new game. It's new from Sucker Punch, the guys behind Infamous. I they do big open world games. This is a kind of ninja samurai blade action open world game as well. I I'm kind of excited for this because while I don't like the Infamous franchises, the Infamous franchise, they've been really well made. Like I don't like how combat worked in those games because I hated kind of the idea of what combat was in those games, but they were still good games. They just super weren't for me, and, like, that was a really good, really pretty kind of cool open world, so... And Sucker Punch hasn't done anything since Infamous Second Son, so I'm curious to see what this game will be, and it looks real pretty. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know much about it, so I'm gonna have to check this Yeah, not, not much is known, just the name, the trailer of, like... It, it's a cool trailer, too, because it's this guy talking about how it's like, yeah, you fucking became a warrior. That's cute. I became a conqueror, motherfucker. Mm. But, yeah, like the, the premise of the game is you used to be a samurai, and now you must don less honorable tactics to take back shit. Like, so. You essentially become a ninja. It, you're, yeah, you're because. The guy shows up in black armor without, like, the. Without kind of all the ornate stuff at the end of the trailer, so you yeah. obviously become a ninja. Yeah, that's very much what it is. Because as soon as I saw the way of the ghost, that just told me, well, that's that's fucking ninja. Yep. Like that's what that is. So. But yeah. Yeah. It looks it looks pretty fucking cool. Uh, you know, uh, I I did like the Omni Musha games. Yeah. 
So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but... I like samurai games. I played Neo after all, kind of thing. Yeah, and I actually did like the Infamous fan like franchise. I know some of them were all right, but I got a chance to play one of the Infamous games. I just hated and the I morality actually... system. Uh, I don't think I did. They already have. Did they always have that? They always had it. Oh, okay. Well, I I for one enjoyed the game for what it was. Oh, was... one's a, one's a great game. I think two. They fixed the gameplay and kind of lost it on some other stuff. And mm. three, I I fucking hate the main character in all three. Like it's the the fastest way to make me stop playing a game is to make me hate the person I'm playing. And Cole from the first two, I despised. And then the guy in the third game, which I don't even remember, I also was like, "Man, you just suck too." Fuck that. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, he's dead. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, we'll see. Yeah. I, I got good hopes for this so yeah. far. Now, as part of this whole Paris Games week, we also got a look at, um, they dropped the Curse of Osiris, the first Destiny 2 piece of DLC. I, I'm kind of tepid on my reaction to it because it showed some Guardian that's allegedly Osiris running around doing cool stuff and, there's some neat stuff there. I wish it showed maybe like a new patrol zone, some more weapons. Like I, it felt like yeah, we're talking about Osiris, and I'm like, only those of us that are super fucking hardcore into the lore of Destiny know who the fuck Osiris is. And since it's already called Curse of Osiris, we knew he was in the game. We don't need you showing him to us this much. Yeah. Well, it's 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 to build that hype. I think Destiny 2 is definitely trying to figure out where they are in the game world. Well, so do you even know who Osiris is? I have no idea who the fuck Osiris is. That's the thing. Like, I don't think they seem to grasp the concept that, like... No, and that's my point. Like, it's the... I'm sitting there going, like, oh, shit, Osiris, but I'm also a Destiny 1 player. Like, this should be aimed at, like, the Destiny 2 crowd, too, where it's, like, maybe explain who Osiris is a little bit better. Like, dude's a fucking badass, and if you get to hang with Osiris... I could be down with that, but at the same time, like, you're, again, referencing lore that's not in the game. Like, one of the few mentions of Osiris in Destiny 2 is at the end of, like, a one of the side missions you do, and I think it's on, um, uh, Nessus, where, like, mm. you access the Vex hive mind, essentially, and it's like, and, like, there's a throwaway line of, like, oh, user Osiris says hello and get the hell out. And I'm like, oh shit, Osiris is here! And then nothing oh, yeah. came of it. I, I remember that. Yeah. I just did that quest on my Warlock on PC. Yep. So I, just, I remember the line. Yeah, and you have yeah. no idea who Osiris is, but he's a badass. But also, yeah. like, we've never encountered him. Like, a, the Trial of the Nine used to be the Trials of Osiris because he's like, only badass is welcome in my army. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, it's more Destiny, which I think is a good thing because, except for the raid, I have played all of Destiny I that exists to play. Mm. I should really do that raid at some point, but at the same time, I, I'm in a weird spot where like I just don't want to play more because there's not a lot of point. Like the faction rally and Iron Banner gave me a thing to work towards, and that needs to come back already. Yeah. No longer is just making the numbers go up enough for me. Mm -hmm. There's no faction rep I have to care about anymore. But, yeah. yeah. 
Now, the other big thing to come out of Paris Games Week was we have a tentative release date for the new God of War game and some more trailer, kind of more combat-focused. It it looks like a God of War game. Allegedly, it comes out early 2018. If we're going off last year's stuff, my guess would be kind of February again. This seems to be a lot of the stuff that's slated. It, it looks like more God of War. Yeah, well, I'm down God with of that. War looks... Dad of War looks pretty fucking good. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, so it's probably worth talking about. Did you watch the trailers at all? No. I I haven't been able to follow up with any of the trailers. Fair. So Except for the Destiny 2 trailer. No, that's that fair. I was yeah. About. <laughs> so there's a bunch of controversy going around and The Last of Us put out a like just unbelievably brutal and a lot of people are pissed off at it for thinking it's kind of needlessly violent trailer for that game and the last of us is a good game i don't think it's as good as the majority of people keep telling me it is maybe we'll play it on the channel at some point i'll let you form your own opinions of it and i can kind of speak my piece about it while we're doing that then too but i understand lots of people were excited for it and a lot of people are really upset that this trailer is fucking brutal and it is some bleak-ass shit. Like, it's like, man, this is some hopeless, like, we were nailing some dude to the ground, and, like, oh, like the, the thing starts off with, like, someone almost being hanged at the same time they must have a knife rammed through their stomach, and then they, they're either nailing someone to the ground or just beating on their arms with a hammer, and then, like, someone takes an arrow to the eye kind of thing. Like, it's it's short, and, like, eight people die. <laughs> In really grisly ways. And it is just some bleak, fucked up shit. Which a lot of people are like, no, that's not the point of, uh, that's not the, that's on theme with The Last of Us. That's totally on theme with The Last of Us. That game was like bleak and brutal as fuck, but people forget about it because they loved the story of it. Like, as someone who did not like that story, that game is bleak and dark and super over-violent. Which mm. I'm okay with, but at the same time, I get it. Like, this was... This did kind of feel like some violence for violence sake a little bit. At the same time, it looked real pretty. Just part of the problem. It looked real realistic. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, since I haven't seen it, I don't know how much else to really comment on it, but I will say that, like, if it's over-the-top graphic, then that kind of takes away from it, but if it's, like, if it, you know, fits the theme, then that'd be fucking cool. So that's the thing. Based I, off the feedback. I don't think this game, I don't think the trailers, I, a lot of people are upset because, like, this thing is just fucked. And as mm -hmm. someone who thinks The Last of Us is full of, no, nah, this world is just fucked moments... And, again, like, I did not connect with the story of that game. Like, that game had some weird technical issues that super ruined the story for me, and I never managed to bounce back from it. So I chose to focus on the fact that, like, you fucking shivved people to death in that game with some frequency. Like, I bashed numerous dudes' heads in with bricks. Like, that, that game is not for the squeamish or for those who aren't, like, opposed to just ramming someone's face into, like, some exposed rebar for an insta-kill. Mm. Like, it, it's... It... I always give it points for that. Like, that game is a brutal game because the world it takes place in 
is a brutal and dark world. Like, it's a very believable apocalypse where it's like, there are no weak people around. Why? Because either they're the annoying zombie things or they are dead because this world is not for people anymore. It's just yeah. fucked. Huh. Oh, I mean, we'll have to see how it turns out. Yeah, but... and it, it may be worth revisiting the game before then. I, 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 yeah, it's. I'm happy people that liked Last of Us getting The Last of Us Two. I, I'm really. It's is gonna sound terrible. The fact that they were going with how like dark and fucked up this world is, as opposed to like, the previous trailer, which was like, oh, it's Ellie. She's older and she's on like a war path kind of thing. Like. It speaks to the part of that game I found interesting, which is humans are terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, that. Yeah, I, what, a, what a shocker, right? Humans are terrible. Yeah. It happens. It happens with any of those apocalyptic scenarios. No, and I that's mean, the thing. Like, that game, like, a lot of games are like, yeah, humans are terrible. This game was like, no, people are the worst. Yeah. It's very much that Walking Dead situation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, except good, because The Walking Dead is terrible. <laughs> That's another discussion, but yeah, I'm kind of inclined to agree with you on that one. Kind of inclined to agree. Yeah. Yeah, so that, um, did I mention Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah, I, I did, I mentioned that. Yes. Yeah, so that about does it. There's a couple other stragglers in there, a bunch of VR stuff coming out for it. I, If you haven't watched the show, it's kind of worth watching. Uh, it does raise some questions about whether or not PSX will have anything worth watching, but I, yeah, like they're, they're coming out swinging again. Like they're they're allegedly a bunch of these games are coming next year, and that'll be cool. Like if I can get God of War in February of next year or around that time, that'd make me super happy because I very much want to play that game. Like I'm ready again for Kratos. <laughs> yeah, Dad of War is gonna be really fucking good. I, I, I wish it was coming out this year. So for game of the year, we could have the fight <laughs> of Kratos versus Heihachi for dad of the year. Because, like, I, that single player from Tekken is so good. I put it on the fucking game of the year contender list, knowing I'm going to take it off. But because I want to fucking talk about Heihachi Mishima, dad of the motherfucking century. <laughs> He throws that kid in a volcano for the good of humanity. <sighs> it's so good. Like, no video game has ever had that fucking convoluted a backstory and found a way that by the end of its single-player campaign have you be like, well, yeah, you had to throw that kid in a volcano. Hmm. Should I just spoil it for you? Uh, sure. Basically, the logic is, like, Heihachi's wife has some, like, crazy-ass devil gene that needs to be stopped, and he's like, I threw my kid in a volcano. Why? Because if he crawled out, he was the devil. If he didn't, he died. But I had to know for the good of humanity, and now I've spent my life to killing him because he is Satan. Oh, well, that part I kind of knew, but... Yeah, like, okay. that, that's the logic there, and it's awesome! Hmm. But I digress from how awesome Tekken 7's multiplayer was, or single-player was. Yeah, I think you're a fan of that game. Akuma makes sense! 
Yeah, I, I wish we could have Dad of the Year fight this year. Yeah, we could do that a lot in video games. So last on our list and kind of acting as a jumping off point to our main topic this week, Citizen Con happened between last podcast and this one. Um, for those I'm sure what Citizen Con is, Citizen Con is the big Star Citizen E3 press conference that the people behind Star Citizen hold every year. This was the fifth anniversary, I want to say. It was held in Germany this year. It was mm. only the third. It's it's a weird thing because in a time where lots of people criticize game developers for not talking enough to their communities and a variety of things, these guys literally hold a full-day press conference that they live stream and go over everything from like, hey, here's the mocap team. Let's let them talk about it for an hour to like, hey, here's four of the engineers that are building the procedural world generation stuff for planets. Let's let them talk while we quick, while we kind of travel from planet to planet. And they'll like, hey, here's the tool we're using to populate plants with cities. Here's how it works. Here's a breakdown of it. Like, here's some video of us using it in live time. And you're like, what the shit is this? This is insane. No company does this. Like, this is like, we're not just giving you a look behind the curtain. There was never a curtain. We're like, hey, come on in. <laughs> and I I find it cool. Like, as someone who, I think I've been talking about this in the last couple podcasts, like, if you go back in time far enough, you will have lots of evidence of me being fairly, like, fuck Star Citizen. It's not going to be a thing. Like, it's never coming out. I, I've obviously since then changed my tune a little bit. Like, I actually play that game every once in a while. I'm looking forward to Alpha 3.0. Like, that game could be the last game I played if they pull off even, like, half of the stuff they are trying to pull off in that game. Like, the, the concept of it is awesome and badass, where it's an MMO that technically has no limit to how big it is, and it's like, nah, you can just kind of live in this game if you so want. Well, didn't Star Citizen have something like that before with uh, Star Ocean or whatever? I Or am I confusing the franchise? That may have been him. Star Citizen's a whole new game, though. It's starting okay. from scratch, and it's got some stuff, and so CitizenCon happened, and part of CitizenCon is um, Chris Roberts, the founder of the company and the guy behind a bunch of games we talk about, like Freelancer and stuff. Uh, the man you want making a space sim game of this nature kind of thing. Like, it's the if you could pick the person who's, like, got that pedigree of, like, yeah, you can make a space game, it's him. Mm. So he does a keynote every year. It's the last thing. It's the closing event of it, and every year they always show off something where you're just like, well, son of a bitch. <laughs> and this year has had a focus on, like, so you've seen combat, you've seen mission structures, you've seen what we're going to do in 3.0, et cetera, et cetera. Let us show you the fact that we're procedurally generating cities, and then on top of that, we're procedurally generating the insides of a bunch of those buildings, and we're doing this across planets we're procedurally generating. So, like, we give you a galaxy to play with, and we literally mean a galaxy full of NPCs and animals and life and water effects and particle effects and, like, shops that... We don't have to design because we now have a system that designs it for us. Mm. This was also the same company that like two years ago when they were asked like, hey, do you guys plan doing procedure generated planets? Chris Roberts got out there and said, 
yeah, in the current scope of things we're doing, it doesn't quite make sense. Like, it's on the wish list. And then two years later, he's like, yeah, so um, we did that wish list item because one of the guys forgot how to do it out. Like, what they're doing is insane. Like, this is some, like, future MMO shit. Like, this was the promise of No Man's Sky, except they're, like, unlike No Man's Sky, they're showing you exactly how they're doing it and the scope of what they're attempting to do. And they're like, hey, we're going to live render a building in front of you. So we do this, and here's the city we just made. And here's the nine buildings you can go into because we said we want four shops. Oh, wow. Huh. Uh, it's even if you're not into Star Citizen from kind of a, from kind of just a like weird video game future shit, it's worth checking out at least the keynote of it because they're doing like, and this is the issue with Citizen Con. Every year I watch it, and every year I'm like, there's no fucking way you can do this, except for the fact that I'm playing Star Citizen right now, and like stuff I said, there's no fucking way you can do this from two years ago. They're doing. Yeah. Or they've done. It's like, yeah, I, I did that. I said there's no way you can do that. So, hmm, yeah. I may like, have to check it out then. It, like, that's, the, that's why I'm drawing attention to it. Like, it's the, even if you have no interest in Star Citizen, it's worth checking out some of the kind of crazy stuff that came out of CitizenCon this year because it's crazy stuff. You don't yeah. have to watch the full eight hour live stream of the entire event. That's a lot of Star Citizen to take in especially if you don't care about Star Citizen, but, like, the hour keynote at the end is just unbelievably impressive. And again, as someone who, like, kind of has bought into what that game might be, I'm still walking away going, there's not a chance in hell this is real. Mm -hmm. But so we're going to use that to kind of springboard off into our main topic, and it's a bit of a weird one that I've been thinking about for a little while now, and... It's the idea that, like, I, I am fully aware that Star Citizen could totally go down the No Man's Sky path. Hell, like... It's sounding awfully dangerous like No Man's Sky. Yes, it absolutely is, and I think it's... There are some differences, but yes, like, there's some weird promises being made that sound insane, and, like, the difference, I would say, between No Man's... Between Star Citizen and most other games is, like, the developers kind of seem to believe what they're saying, too. Like, it's... Unlike lots of other games, where it's like, yeah, we'd totally do that. Like, Chris Roberts is out there going, like, yeah, that'd be fucking awesome if we could do that. Mm -hmm. But I digress some. And I thought it'd be kind of fun for us to take a chance today to talk about kind of, we all have had games that we bought into the hype, the kind of promise of the concept of way ahead of time. And in some cases, they worked out fine. In some cases, we got burned hard. But we've talked about hype and kind of what gets people hyped in the past. But kind of with this very fresh example of, like, that all the warning signs are there. There's not a chance in hell this will work out that way, but I want to believe. Yeah. Well, it, it sounds familiar, like our old topic. We, we discussed this a while ago, games that were regrets, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I guess this kind of branches off on games that actually worked out well. It could be that, and it could, as well. It, it, it's kind of the idea of, like, I was like, so with No Man's Sky, I think the moment I saw that, I was like, that's going to fucking suck when it comes out. And it did. Because it yeah. had, like, <laughs> it, it, had, it telegraphed what it was. And the people that wanted that game weren't listening to what it was telegraphing. Like, I, I make fun of that community a lot because, like, there, there were so many signs they were going to get burned that, like, if you just took a step back, I'm like, yeah, they've never actually shown any of the things you just said. Mm -hmm. 
Like, Destiny 1, in a lot of ways, with lots of us going to be like, it's going to be like Skyrim with guns and MMO and all that shit, and Destiny 1's a great game at the end of its life. At the start of its life, it was at best an 8 point, an 8 out of 10 kind of thing. Like, it was a solid, it was a mediocre 4 out of 5, a super solid 3 out of 5. They fixed it a bunch, and, like, again, like, th th there were some early warning signs that that game was not going to live up to what people thought it was going to be. A lot of us were just like, eh, it's a loot shooter, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if it does get better over time, I can see that, because I know that's what Destiny's... I, a lot I heard about Destiny was that it, it sucked at first. Oh, yeah, the jump from one, year one to year two is, like, night and day, like... A lot of people joke you could give Destiny Game of the Year after year one, uh, after year two because like it was a totally different game. Yeah. So, um, I guess if we're talking games that like, you know, uh, that were well, let's see. Do you want to start with the games that we did well, or do you have the ones that like we bought and we just like it just was disappointing? Uh, either or. Well, let's. All right, if you well, got a good example you know, of one, go with it. All right. Well, I mean. I know I bring up this game all the fucking time. Matrix Online? Yeah. It, the concept for it was really fucking cool. Have, I know I talk about it, but have I ever actually told you the concept yes, of what they we, were we, planning on Yes, we covered this in it? depth, and I guess like okay. it's, it's not a bad example because it was coming out in that kind of weird MMO era, and it was coming out after a not-so-successful end to a trilogy. Like, yeah. The Matrix movies got worse over time. Yeah, well, I mean, they did film two and three at the exact same time anyway. So you kind of had bad start there. But yeah, like, it was just, there was, uh, there was just some stuff that, sorry, my dog's been scratching in the background. Um, there was, there was some stuff that just didn't really pan out, and then it just progressively kept dove and turned into shit. Well, so, and like, if we're going to talk about this game, I want to add, I want to kind of keep it on topic a little more than we typically do for this. Like, was there some stuff that in hindsight you can look at it and say, yeah, I just chose to ignore that at the time. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Like without a doubt, there were there was some, like, here's the thing. Like for me, it was very much that community and the people I played with is what kept me around. Sure. You know, anything in terms of like mechanics and how the game functioned was fucking awful. Like the combat system when they decided to revamp it was pretty shitty. And like, like here's the thing. Like just to give you an example. The class I ran, which was like this Master Assassin, you know, uh, kind of setup uh, for whatever, Master Knife Thrower, Master Assassin, I guess mm -hmm. was the name for it, because you can mix and match the, 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 the builds and all that stuff. That class, I, I used to PvP naked with that character. Like, all I would do was run around with shoes and gloves and maybe like uh, a helmet piece or a headpiece and, and that was it. Like, that's all I ran around with. So that, I, I was missing, like, a shirt, pants, you know, a couple other sets of pieces of gear. And I was still, like, destroying people with that class. Like, that was the thing. That class was, without a doubt, broken compared to some of the other ones. Um, but, you know, the mechanic, the fighting system was pretty bad. Uh, the event system became a lag fest, because whenever they did have an actual event, you'd go there, and if enough people were there, the server would start to lag out. And people would stand around the NPC, so you could even see what was going on. It just it really got pulled out of it. So, despite all those terrible things, <clears throat> you know, being able to like hang out with friends and do some oh, stuff yeah, like that—that's the social aspect. Like once you have a friend the, group, it's hard to walk away. 
Yeah, like, I have yet to find another community as hardcore and dedicated to a game like the Matrix Online community. Despite how toxic we could be to each other. Yeah. At times, like, I will say they had, without a doubt, one of my favorite communities to ever be involved in. Because there was so much... There's so much love for the game, but there was also just a lot of pain behind it because it could be a better game, and it just wasn't because they, it didn't really get the time of day. Yeah, I'd equate that actually in some weird way to the um, EVE Online stuff, where like people that are into that game are fucking into that game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that's a game that, like, as shitty as it was, I don't ever regret really playing it. Just because, like I said, I've built some lasting friendships in that yeah. game. To this day, I still talk to a good chunk of people from that. So, for me, I don't regret it for a minute. You know? I did end up leaving that game for a while, and I jumped into the world that was World of Warcraft. Uh, and World of Warcraft is one of those, like... Again, it, it, the functionality on that is actually pretty fucking solid. Well, the, Blizzard knows how to make a fucking MMO. Yeah. And, and granted, some people may not agree with it, but... The fact that they've been consistently one of the only games that has come out in a, you know, pay-to-play model, I guess, and has consist or we're not pay-to-play, but subscription-based model, yeah, and still continue being only a subscription-based model is pretty fucking solid. I mean, granted, now you can buy time with gold, but like, yeah, no, that's very much been a a a game that like has stayed strong because of the fact that like they're they, it's working and. You know, I got into it at first, and again, it became one of those situations where it was very much the social aspect that really pulled me in. And so, like, to this day, I have very good friends from that game that I still talk to. Well, and I so. guess I I had a drop-off moment with WoW. I think I stopped playing WoW around the time you started playing it because all the early warning signs for me was they weren't going to fix any of my issues with the game in the in the kind of foreseeable future, which was fine. I just didn't want to play anymore. Like, I... It's weird, like, because when I got into that game, I got in for the very simple reason of 15 bucks a month was less than the, like, 100 bucks a month I was spending on games. Like, if I could have, I've always been on this quest to find one game that can kind of expand and contract to suit what time I have to play for it. Mm -hmm. And there have been various games in the past that have successfully pulled that off, and not all of them have, but, like... At the time, WoW was the answer to how do I maximize my game time while minimizing how much I'm spending into it. And from that angle, WoW was perfect. But at the yeah. end of Burning Crusade, it was very much a like, oh, here's what's coming. And I'm like, I'm going to heed the warning signs this time because I wasn't a super huge fan of Burning Crusade and I am out. Mm. Well, I mean, there's definitely been a lot of like quality of life changes in uh, yeah, that game's like, life. I, I suspect that like if if I had been playing now and they had the stuff they were announcing, I might go the opposite way because I'd been in it for a while. Like, I am still to this day a little annoyed by how easy it is to get to level 60 now in that game. Where that, like, that mm. used to be a commitment. Like, it meant, sounds super snobby. It used to mean something to be level 60. Kind oh, of yeah. Thing. I it, mean, so max level was not for everyone. Like, you could play for years and you might not get there, kind of thing. Yeah, and so was gold farming. Like, gold is just thrown out everywhere nowadays. Like, I actually just broke my first million gold not too long ago. So, like, yeah. it, it's a lot easier to make gold now in that game. So, the you know, obviously, the economics of that has yeah. changed drastically. 
Um, but just to really quickly kind of like interesting example on it, one of the things they really did for as far as like quality of life stuff that really made the game better initially was the you know the 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 looking for group system where you automatically get paired with a group and you're good to go. Yeah, and that, well, that speaks to the social stuff you like, but that Well, here's the thing though. In a weird way, that functionality actually really killed a lot of the social aspect of that game. Because back in the day, you'd have to like go on there, search for people, talk to them and then get a group together, all meet up at that stone or whatever and then go into the dungeon or raid that you were going to sure. do. Sure. Now you just queue up for it and there's no personalization. So you get in it you're general so-and-so in a group, you know, general warlock number one, and if you suck, they just kick you out and they don't give a shit. No, like, I get you. Yeah, that's... It's, it's the, become very depersonalized. It's the argument Des uh, Bungie made against putting matchmaking into the raids in Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a thing. So, it's very much that. So, I mean, there's some things that have, like, worked out here and there. Like, I, I, I kind of like the new little system they did with the weapon stuff, but, I mean, do I, I, I don't, I don't regret it at all, again. Yeah, that, we're, we're losing kind of the main point of this topic. Yeah. I, I guess to reel it back in some, like, uh, the weirdest one in my mind was Soul Calibur 4, and that was because that game was heavily featuring Darth Vader and Yoda as playable characters, and. Yeah, I remember that. I, I I'm sorry, I don't care how good your franchise is. The moment you have guest characters that just totally break the canon, like, um, Ezio kind of made sense. Like, okay, yeah, this this character kind of belongs in Soul Calibur. Whatever, it's dumb. We got Darth Vader and Yoda. Well, before that, remember, they had Link in Soul Calibur 3. Link made sense. Like, that's the thing. Like, when Soul Calibur 2... You had Link, Spawn, and um, Heihachi. None of those characters felt out of place necessarily. Like it was. Did it's was a, that two or three? That's two because three was only on PS2. Oh, uh, okay. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah. Link just seems really off. I'm sorry. I, I just don't see it working in the Soul Calibur universe. It does because it's a guy with a sword. Well, I mean, guy with sword shouldn't be the only requirement. If that's the case, you can throw in fucking... Well, you could technically throw in Amanusha because you already had a samurai on there. You had Kratos in that game and he fit. <sighs> well, Kratos maybe could fit because they did touch on, like, Greek lore and you did have, Guy like, with a sword. <sighs> now, Kratos maybe, not Link. Uh, was it the brutalist version of Link you've ever gotten? Sure, it... It worked, though. Like, it didn't feel odd. Like, and it was kind of cool because it was on the GameCube version. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you ever saw, but Link in fucking Soul Calibur was a fucking beast. Yes, he was a wee bit of a broken character. Yeah, he had 100% combos. He also had range, which a lot of characters didn't have in that game. Yeah. Or good ways of countering range. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um... No, I, I remember seeing the Yoda one. I'm like, oh, it's a short character. Bet I can't effectively grab that character, and you couldn't. Yep. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, that was one of those ones where I remember getting it used and being like, this thing's gonna fuck. I, I held off getting it because every warning sign was, this this Soul Calibur is the hottest of garbage. And I picked it up and I played it, and I'm like, yup, this Soul Calibur is the hottest of garbage. Yeah. Hmm. It's a damn shame, because I loved Soul Calibur 3. It was dumb in all the right ways. 
Yeah, I... Like, hell, if you want to go kind of broader, the Wii U telegraphed it was going to be a failure of a console as hard as it possibly could. Well, yeah, uh, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. Like, all the warning signs were there where it was like, it, Nintendo obviously didn't get why the Wii did well, or the fact that, like, the Wii would, had alienated a bunch of people that had been Nintendo fans, like... That whole era of Nintendo makes no sense to me because I just kind of sit there and I wonder, like, did they not understand the fact that, like, on an average, it was something like three games per Wii were ever sold? Like, the new the numbers came out to, you're not selling games for your consoles. Yeah, we're selling the consoles like hotcakes. Yeah, but they have the worst attachment rate possible. <laughs> All they're doing is playing Wii Sports. Well, yeah, they bought the console, though, so what do we care? No one's going to make games for this soon. Well, yeah, that's why the GameCube became... Or not the GameCube, the Wii. Became this odd, like... Yeah. Black mark in the history of... Uh, no, it, it poisoned the well on the Wii U. Like, it, I always go back to if the Wii U had come out instead of the Wii... And did kind of both of the things jobs pretty well because the Wii was a pretty good. The Wii U was a decent Wii. I, I'm curious how history would remember that whole era because like the Wii U wasn't terrible. It was a bit strange, mm. and it suffered because it was following up on a very strange console. But like, imagine if the Wii U was the base model. It's like, oh yeah, the Wii. It because of this, you can do these waggle things. Mm. And it's a console for the hardcore gamers too. Okay. Yeah, it's something I've always wondered about. Like, if they just shifted that one forward, what would happen? But, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I remember the last game I really bought into, really. It's been a bit of a time since then. Like, kind of Destiny 2 in some ways, but I also went into that going, like, I'm probably going to get hurt again. I'm not surprised <laughs> by that. Like, I. Uh, Shadow of War, a game I was talking about pretty positively on this podcast recently, there were definitely some warning signs there that I chose to ignore because I'm like, eh, I want to stab an orc. Yeah. I want to see that weirdness. Like, I should wait until that game went down in price, definitely, but I was curious in my curiosity. I'm never going to finish that game. I'm probably never going to play more of that game. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how I feel about Battlefront, too. Like, I... It looks cool, and I fucking love Star Wars, but I'm not gonna. I'm not going for that heartbreak again. That's actually I, a great I, example because, like, that first one, you had people that were like, "This game's gonna be fucking awesome." It's Star Wars, and you had lots of us sitting there going, "Like, this game's gonna fucking suck." You do know this, right? Yeah. Well, because people were like, "Well, where are the space battles?" Because that was a big thing people talked about, like space battles. Where are the space battles? There were bigger issues, like the fact that you couldn't get into vehicles. You had to go into a token to summon a vehicle, like I. I, yeah. I remember playing the beta of that game and basically just going, so people think this is going to be good, actually? Yeah, no, I remember that. And I was like, no, 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 it'll be good. And I bought into the hype, and I even bought like the big collector's edition yeah. thing with like all the expansion pack stuff that comes with it. You know, dropped about a hundred and something bucks for it. And I barely like played it after a certain point. Like I even uninstalled it, and it was just like, not worth it. Yeah. So. And don't get me wrong. Two looks really fucking cool. Like. 
they, they See, I don't battles. think it does. I think it looks like more Battlefront, which, if that's the game you want, you're going to buy it. But they have done nothing to convert someone like me who was like, I, I, I like the original Battlefronts a lot. They were great games, but I also wasn't like, you know what needs to come back? Those games? Yeah. Well, like, like I was gonna say, I mean, it looks, it looks really good, but like I, I, you know, it looks the same. Yeah. It just, it looks pretty, but like in terms of content and functionality, it's no. And then not to mention, like the biggest fucking like warning or red flag is the whole system of like progression locked behind random crates. Like progression is literally locked behind yeah random blue crates. So that's gonna fucking kill that game. For sure, if it's not dead on arrival at this point, but I, I don't mean, think it's... it is. People are gonna buy that because oh, it's no. Star Wars, like Star Wars sells Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that's its own brand. It it will sell. Yeah, but how many people will be keep playing it is another story, kind of thing. But I mean, you do have that loyal crowd of like Battlefield, Battlefront players that will be there. But for the most part, I mean, it's it's I can't do the heartbreak again. Even even being part of the beta. I was part of the alpha for that fucking game. Well, like, speaking of um betas that kind of ruin stuff, like, the Division beta was the biggest early warning sign for me. I'm like, nah, I, I don't think this game's gonna be good, ultimately. Yeah, I'll still mm. buy it, but, like, I, I should have canceled my pre-order. I should have canceled it right then and there. I honestly thought about it. I'm like, I don't think this game is gonna be good. Or, like, I had a very good idea of what that game was going to be like when it came out, and I could not have been more right. Like, my understanding of what that game was was exactly what that game was. And it was like, I don't think I like this game. Eh, it can't be that bad. Oh, I was exactly right about this game. Hmm. Yeah. Ah, I... I feel like I'm missing some obvious one from my past gaming history that, like... Like, don't get me wrong, like, there's a time and a place for games that are kind of bad or, like... You play knowing they're kind of going to be bad. Like one of my favorite games of all time, Brutal Legend. Like you look at that and go, "This game gets by on style, and has some problems." Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, but like it's, it's always interesting when a game just throws up red flags. A lot of people catch, but also a large group are like, "No, you're overthinking it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It'll be cool." Yeah, it's weird because I'm very certain Star Citizen is one of those games, but like I've been cold, dead, and cynical on video games just long enough. Part of me is kind of like I want to believe. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like with every Bethesda game that comes out. I know I'm not going to like it after 12 hours. I still wind up buying it. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a new Skyrim or Fallout? Yeah, I'll play that. Oh, look, I don't like this anymore. Why? Because this game has problems that I don't find endearing. Yeah. Hmm. We're not going to go down that path again, though. No, I think we're <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's probably good enough for our main topic this week. I think so. Yeah. I think we've we've kind of uh, kind of dug in there. Done a good we job did. of exhausting this. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, 
this is one of those uh, this is the part of the podcast where if we had emails we would read them and answer them and have comments or jokes about them but we have no emails this week but if you wanted to contact us alex how would you go about doing this hmm well let's see you could make a custom t-shirt uh meet charlie at a guar show and proceed to splash him with paint. No. And then murder. That's not how that what? works. Not how that <laughs> works at all. I don't splash you with paint. You don't splash me with paint. The band splashes you with paint. If you're gonna make a T-shirt, you want to have it. To, you want it to be a white T-shirt with like white vinyl letters on it. So you have to go in the pit and get bloody and stuff shot at you. So only after the show, we're all standing outside, like panting heavily being like man i'm just covered in this fake blood shit then your message reads through on the shirt but only then when you've earned your blood <laughs> alternatively you can also email us at uh wickedawesomecast at gmail.com what's that alex who's not going to be here next week probably uh wickedawesomecast at gmail.com wickedawesomecast at gmail.com spell as it sounds down in the show notes we love getting emails. They're fun to read, fun to respond to, and all that jazz. But, yeah. I think that about does it for this week. Um, content uh, will continue to go up. The Destiny livestream will be back this week. Um, assuming nothing weird happens on either of our ends. My work's been special. Alex's work has been special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you are not going to uh, be on the podcast again next week, right? I think I will be next okay. week, actually. Because if it does, if the scheduled thing does happen, it won't be until the next pay period. Sure. Which means I'll actually be around for the next two podcasts because the 16th is the new pay period. We go by it every 15 okay, days. Okay, so we have a chance to figure some shit out then. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. There's a so chance Alex next... will be leaving us temporarily because of work stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like on the 8th, well, when we, we film, well, we currently record on our Wednesdays is what yeah. we do. If, if for those of you who want to know the magic behind that, um, so I'll be around for the next two Wednesdays when we record. But after that, I it we have to work something out. But we'll see. Yeah. Now, um, new content will hopefully be coming back in about a week when from this podcast goes up. Um, I'll be back in LA then, which means I have access to all my gear again. Thank you for bearing with us. Um, Life is Strange videos are going up. Persona videos are going up still. Metal Gear Solid stuff's going up still. Um. I've managed to keep that stuff at a pretty good pace, I think, the entire time I've been out of the recording area. So, yeah, hopefully it's been okay. Um, we will do something with Wolfenstein. We will do something with Super Mario Odyssey. Um, and we will do the raid at some point. Uh, these are all things I've wanted to do, but because my laptop can't handle streaming and recording, really, we've not been able to do any of that fun stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I look forward to doing some more recording. Yeah. I kind of miss playing, playing Persona, to be it's honest. It's a pretty good game. It's a very good game. I, I have to say, I, I'm anticipating, I want to know what's in the fridge in the sink this week, or next week. Probably I, it's nothing. It's been too long. Well, it's been too long, Charlie. It's been too long. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, also, some uh, if you don't mind me throwing out some quick plugs out there. Sure. Uh, we have a Discord. We do. So... You know, we, granted, I, I'm on there pretty... I mean, I'm always logged into it, so... I'm on Discord uh, all day, baby. There you go. So, yeah, guys, uh, join us on our Discord. I'm sure the link will be attached somewhere to the podcast. Uh, Charlie will work his magic and have a link to it there. 
So it was not the, uh, the Discord link. So yeah, get on the Discord. Say hi. I mean, if you don't want to wait till next week for the emails, just hit us up right there and say hi. You know, we love uh, we love talking to folks and I love hearing from folks. You know, except if you're XXX Kevin Smith sixty nine X or the real Kevin Smith sixty nine XX or whatever. In fact, you know what? Yeah, Kevin Smith XX sixty nine whatever your name was, come by, come by the Discord. We dare you. I dare you. But uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, there's we have a Discord, and then of course, by the time this goes up, I will probably be asleep. But um, Extra Life's twenty four hour uh, event is actually this Saturday, so gonna be doing that. I'll be uh, streaming not necessarily on my channel, but I'll be around somewhere. So probably with the LA group. But yeah, uh, so there'll be uh, videos up on that stuff. Yeah, we'll do something for it. Um. The goal is to stack the system in your favor. We're working yes. on that. <laughs> but yeah, um, other than that, I mean, it's, you know, I think that's pretty much it. I just, again, uh, we'll probably be doing more live streams on Destiny, I think. Is yeah. Is the plan for it? Yeah. We'll definitely sing with Osiris so, when that drops. Yeah, definitely for that. But yeah, we'll be doing some more we Destiny stuff. We may change be... over to PC. I have not had a chance to play it yet because... Gaming PC back in LA, but we may jump from PS4 to PC at that point. Okay, that works for me too. Uh, so we'll be doing some more live stream with that stuff as well. Yeah, and that'll be on the Something Wicked Studios uh, YouTube channel. Yep. We'll live stream with that, plus our Twitch and Periscope. If you're on the go, you really love the so, fact we have a Periscope, don't you? I I set up my own Periscope just because of that. So it's it's interesting, and actually, you'd be surprised the number of people who jump on. Yeah, it's 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 if you're looking for a weird streaming junction, it's not a bad one to look into. It's definitely a thing. Yeah, not at all. Um, so yeah, we'll be around there. And uh, other than that, I mean, I, I've I've missed doing the podcast. I have to say, like, I know it's, I've been kind of on and off the last couple of weeks, but I, yeah, I've missed you know hunkering down and shooting the breeze and the gaming industry with you guys. Yeah. So. It'll be nice. Yeah. And of course, it'll be nice to have you back in town. Yeah. I am looking forward to not being in upstate New York anymore. I miss my stuff and my girlfriend. <laughs> not necessarily in that order, in case she's listening. <laughs> Shifty eyes. Shifty eyes. <laughs> no, it's, I've gotten to do some fun stuff while I'm here. I got to see a shitty hockey game. I got to go to a Guar concert. Like, I really enjoy the fact that I successfully... Tra- like, Instead of seeing Ozfest and Knotsfest, which I was kind of going to see because I'd never been to either of those before, mm-hmm. I got to see a Guar show, and I'm like, I feel as though I came out on top on this one. Yeah, you look like you had fun. Yeah, I, 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 I can, I cannot recommend enough. If you get a chance to go to a Guar show, go to a Guar show. You don't have to like metal; it definitely helps. Like it's, it's one of those things that like. For years, you will be able to tell people about that time you went to a Guar show. And, like, especially if you're not a metalhead, like, the mileage you could get out of that story is astronomical. Yes, yes, for me, it's called Tuesday. But for lots of you people out there, the story of I went to a Guar show once will carry you until you die. Yeah, pretty much. I look forward to one day to going to a Guar show. What was was Grandpa like? He went to a Guar show right once. So he was a badass. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the pit when the blood happened. Right on. So he had some cred. <laughs> yeah, right? 
Grandpa had street cred. Goddamn right, Grandpa had street cred. Grandpa wasn't no bitch. <laughs> you got anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? No, I think I'm good, man. How about you? I don't have much more to say, except I cannot wait to be back in L.A. We look forward to having you back. Yeah. You want to close this out? I'll close it out. Cue the metal. (laughs) 